The Wonder Working Power of Satan. This is number four in this series. First, let us pray. Dear God, these are such momentous times, for day by day we are seeing the last day events taking place before our eyes. How we thank thee for your loving care in providing us with thy foreknowledge through the Bible <clears throat> and the spirit of prophecy that we can be alert to the coming dangers. Soon we shall face the final delusions of Satan. So help us to retain thy counsel that we shall study today and be prepared for the final crisis. This is our prayer. In Christ's name, amen. I have chosen a scriptural basis to prepare our minds for what is soon to come. <clears throat> Let us read 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 to 12. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusions that they should believe a lie, and that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now we will begin with a question. Have you ever considered the fact that the majority of Seventh-day Adventists will soon fall prey to the coming signs and wonders of Satan? Now in response, I believe I can hear some of you say, how could such a thing take place? For Adventists of all people are students of the word. They have been taught to examine every teaching, to see that they agree with the scriptures, to see that they are in harmony with the law and the testimony. Furthermore, we have been warned by the Savior that the coming signs and wonders produced by Satan will be so overwhelming that he will deceive some who consider themselves to be the saints. Listen to what the Lord said, Matthew 24, 24. And there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. 
Now, if you have ever wondered how it would be possible to deceive millions within God's remnant church, here is the answer. This will actually take place because of the new theology that is now being preached from many of our pulpits and taught in many of the new books coming from our presses, also from articles published in our church papers by men in high positions of leadership who have been schooled in the institutions of Babylon. And now they are spreading these false devilish teachings within the remnant church. You may think I'm expressing my own views in some pretty strong language, but after you hear what I'm about to read, you'll say, Elder Nelson, you should speak with more power. I'm referring to a recent article in our church paper called The Ministry Magazine, which is the official monthly publication to guide the pastors of our churches as to what they should preach and teach. You will stand aghast, as I did, when you see where this new theology is leading the church. I'm reading to you from the Ministry Magazine of March 16, 1996, page 26 and 27. This is an article written by George Knight, professor of church history at Andrews University. I have never met Dr. Knight, and I am not criticizing his character or his person. But I do have something to say about what he has written. <clears throat> this article opens the door to the wearing of jewelry, and it is in favor of the ordination of women pastors and other things. But I am not interested in discussing these issues at this time. I am concerned, however, with something far more important, for he is discussing Isaiah 8, 19 and 20, a well-known scripture which Seventh-day Adventists from the very beginning of the church have always held as the divine guide in determining truth from error. First, let us read this scripture, Isaiah 8, 19 and 20. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? And then this verse, To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Did you notice how clear and simple the word of God is to understand? And our last day prophet has referred to this scripture over and over, time and time again, that this text, when taken as it reads, will always determine the difference between truth and error. 
But now, notice what George Knight would have us to do with this divine scripture. And I am quoting now from the March 16, 1996, Ministry Magazine, page 26 and 27. I quote, Now it is obvious that if one is testing everything in the strictest sense by the words of the law and testimony, and if one is not modifying God's instructions or reinterpreting them, but simply accepting scripture as it plainly reads, then it is a necessary conclusion that Ellen G. White must be a false prophet and of the most serious type." Unquote. What a diabolical statement! This man, Dr. Knight, is telling us if we are going to test every belief by the law of God and the testimony, we must modify the scriptural context and reinterpret the plain, simple meaning. If we do not do this, we are following the guidance of a, quote, false prophet, unquote. Now you can see that when our pastors accept this new theology, it makes it possible to teach the same doctrines that are found in apostate Protestantism, for this is exactly what they have done with the scriptures. No wonder that I am receiving letter after letter telling me that the pastor of their church is openly teaching that Ellen White is nothing but a dead prophet and not to be listened or followed in our day. Thus, by a reinterpreting or modification of the scriptures, they are able to put aside the counsel of the spirit of prophecy, and thus the leadership of the structure is actually preparing millions of Adventists to accept the teachings of Babylon. And many who were once in the fold will be fooled by the coming wonder-working power of Satan. We dare not accept the word of any man, and I include myself in this statement, unless the individual speaks in keeping with the law and the testimony of God. Now this brings us back to the opening scripture found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, of which Ellen White wrote in Patriarchs and Prophets, page 686, quote, Paul, in his second letter to the Thessalonians, points to the special working of Satan in spiritualism as an event to take place immediately before the second advent of Christ. Speaking of Christ's second coming, he declares that it is after the working of Satan with all power and signs of lying wonders." Unquote. Now we have learned in the last three previous tapes of this series 
that a religious excitement within the churches will lead to a counterfeit revival, which will develop into a threefold union between the Catholics, the Protestants, and the spiritualists, making it possible for this new ecumenical union to coerce Congress into passing a national Sunday law. And in today's study, we shall discover that this religious excitement does not cease with the passing of the Sunday law, but that it will intensify. Now let us read again from early writings, page 261. Satan raises an excitement in these religious bodies that those who have rejected the truth may think that God is with them. He hopes to deceive the honest and lead them to think that God is still working for the churches. Unquote. This permits Satan to exhibit his devilish wonders which astonish the people of the world and those who have accepted the new theology of Babylon. Let us capture the sequence of these events once more, for there must be no misunderstanding. First comes the threefold union among the Protestants, Catholics, and Spiritualism, and then the enactment of a Sunday law, which is followed by the marvelous working of Satan. I'm reading from volume 5, page 451 of the Testimonies. When Protestantism shall reach her hand across the gulf to grasp the hand of Roman power, when she shall reach over the abyss to clasp hands with spiritualism, then under the influence of this threefold union, our country shall repudiate every principle of its constitution as a Protestant and Republican government and shall make provision for the propagation of papal falsehoods and delusions. Then we may know that the time has come for the marvelous working of Satan and that the end is near. And so you see, it is at this time that the honest in heart will take their stand with the people of God as the true latter rain begins to fall. Great Controversy, page 464. Before the final visitation of God's judgments upon the earth, there will be among the people of the Lord, such a revival of primitive godliness as has not been witnessed since apostolic times. The spirit and power of God will be poured out upon his children. And now notice, at that time, many will separate themselves from those churches in which the love of the world has supplanted love for God and his word. Many, both of ministers and people will gladly accept those great truths which God has caused to be proclaimed at this time. 
to prepare a people for the Lord's second coming. The enemy of the soul desires to hinder this work. And before the time for such a movement shall come, he will endeavor to prevent it by introducing a counterfeit in those churches which he can bring under his deception, deceptive power. He will make it appear that God's special blessing is poured out. There will be manifest what is thought to be great religious interest. Multitudes will exalt that God is working marvelous for, marvelously for them when the work is that of another spirit. Under a religious guise, Satan will seek to extend his influence over the Christian world. And so thus you see, Satan, through his marvelous signs and lying wonders, will endeavor to capture every Christian in the entire world. I'm reading from Manuscript Release 346, 1901. We are approaching the end of Earth's history, and Satan is working as never before. He is striving to act as director of the Christian world with an intensity that is marvelous. He is working with his lying wonders. Satan is represented as walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He desires to embrace the whole world in his confederacy. And you can see this developing in the new world order. And you may be sure this will include an attack on the very elect of God. Manuscript 125, 1901. The word of God declares that when it suits the enemy's purpose, he will through his agencies manifest so great a power under a pretense of Christianity that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. These wonder workings of Satan will be employed by the devil to capture all who are not thoroughly grounded in the scriptures. So it is no wonder that now we are finding within God's church that Satan is promoting this new teaching to modify and to reinterpret the scriptures. What a tragedy. In the Great Controversy, page 464, we have been told exactly how this is to be done. There is an emotional excitement, a mingling of the true with the false that is well adapted to mislead. Yet none need be deceived. In the light of God's word, it is not difficult to determine the nature of these movements. Wherever men neglect the testimony of the Bible, turning away from the plain, soul-testing truths, which require self-denial and renunciation of the world, there we may be sure 
that God's blessing is not bestowed. And by the rule which Christ himself has given, ye shall know them by their fruits. It is evident that these movements are not the work of the Spirit of God. Oh, my friend, how we should be praying now that we may be able to distinguish between Satan's miracle working power and that of divine power. In Selected Messages 3, page 389, Go to God for yourselves. Pray for divine enlightenment that you may know that you do know the truth. Could anything have been stated more clearly? We must not think that we know or be satisfied with what the pastor thinks or what he says, but we must know that we know. Let me read it again. Go to God for yourselves. Pray for divine enlightenment that you may know that you do know the truth. That when the wonderful miracle working power shall be displayed and the enemy shall come in as an angel of light, you may distinguish between the genuine work of God and the imitative work of the power of darkness. Now, let's consider what are the aims of this wonder-working power. First, it will be to teach false doctrines. Early Writings, page 87. The saints must get a thorough understanding of present truth, which they will be obliged to maintain from the scriptures. They must understand the state of the dead, for the spirits of devils will yet appear to them, professing to be beloved friends and relatives, who will declare to them that the Sabbath has been changed, also other unscriptural doctrines." Unquote. Are you thinking this through clearly? This also means, too, that evil angels impersonating the apostles will contradict the very scriptures the apostles wrote. Can you imagine meeting devils who are impersonating Peter, James, John, or Paul? Meeting them face to face. Yet, it's going to happen. Are you ready for this? Listen. Great Controversy, page 557. The apostles, as personated by these lying spirits, are made to contradict what they wrote at the direction of the Holy Spirit when on earth. Three, special emphasis will be given by these devilish spirits to emphasize two errors, Great Controversy, page 588. Through the two great errors, the immortality of the soul and Sunday sacredness, Satan will bring the people under his deceptions, while the former lays the foundation of spiritualism, 
the latter creates a bond of sympathy with Rome. Now these spirits will insist that Sunday be kept holy, and this will be accomplished by declaring Sabbath keepers to be lawbreakers. Can you imagine how you will feel to be called a lawbreaker when, as a faithful historic Adventist, you have always been obeying the state and national laws, but now you are expected to obey man's laws that are contrary to God's laws. Great Controversy, page 590. The miracle working power manifested through spiritualism will exert its influence against those who choose to obey God rather than men. Communications from the spirits will declare that God has sent them to convince the rejecters of Sunday of their error, affirming that the laws of the land should be obeyed as the law of God. While Satan seeks to destroy those who honor God's law, he will cause them to be accused as lawbreakers, as men who are dishonoring God and bringing judgments upon the world." Unquote. Already, we see disasters increasing year by year. Can you conceive what it will be like to be accused as responsible for these destructive earthquakes, floods, hurricanes, and tornadoes, to say nothing of the coming famine and disease that follows? But in addition, we will also be surrounded with fanaticism. Selected Messages 2, page 42. Let us give no place to strange exercisings, which really take the mind away from the deep movings of the Holy Spirit. God's work is ever characterized by calmness and dignity. And then in volume 1, page 420, fanaticism, false excitement, false talking in tongues, and noisy exercises have been considered gifts which God has placed in the church. Some have been deceived here. The fruits of all this have not been good. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Fanaticism and noise have been considered special evidences of faith." Unquote. And what may be expected to follow as this wonder-working power increases? First, miracles will be produced. But remember, at first, they will only appear to be miracles. In Selected Messages 2, page 52, Satan can, through a species of deceptions, perform wonders that will appear to be genuine miracles. It was this he hoped to make a test question with the Israelites at the time of their deliverance from Egypt. Then, next, Satan will use these miracles 
to demonstrate his power. Just this week, a lady phoned to ask why God's church today is not performing miracles. So let's read Selected Messages 2, page 54. Satan will exercise his power by working miracles. God's servants today could not work by means of miracles because spurious workings of healing claiming to be divine will be wrought. And then thirdly will come this fact. Satan would counterfeit the miracles performed by God's people as he did to God's people in Egypt. Volume 9, page 16. God's people will not find their safety in working miracles, for Satan will counterfeit the miracles that will be wrought. But what in the future? How can we distinguish between the miracle working of God's people and the miracle working power of Satan? When we can. Let's read it in Selected Messages, page 50 and 51. If those through whom cures are performed are disposed, on account of these manifestations, to exercise their neglect of the law of God and continue in disobedience, though they have power to any and every extent, it does not follow that they have the great power of God. On the contrary, it is the miracle-working power of the great deceiver, unquote. And finally, the truths of the Bible are greater than any miracle performed. And never, brother, sister, never forget this fact. In Selected Messages, page 48, the Bible will never be superseded by miraculous manifestations. I hope you're putting this into your memory computer. I'm continuing to read. The truth must be studied. It must be searched for as a hidden treasure. Wonderful illuminations will not be given aside from the word or to take the place of it. Cling to the word. Receive the engrafted word, which will make men wise unto salvation." Unquote. In Steps to Christ, page 593, the last great delusion is soon to open before us. Antichrist is to perform his marvelous works in our sight. So closely will the counterfeit resemble the true that it will be impossible to distinguish between them except by the Holy Scriptures. By their testimony, every statement and every miracle must be tested. What a pity that now leadership is telling us to reinterpret or to modify the scriptures. Can you see what's happening? Brother, sister, we need the plain, thus saith the Lord, to give us guidance, because we can expect demons 
to appear as men. Manuscript release, page 8, page 399. Satan will use every opportunity to seduce men from their allegiance to God. Satan and the angels who fell with him will appear on the earth as men seeking to deceive. But praise the Lord, notice this, God's angels also will appear as men and will use every means in their power to defeat the purpose of the enemy. Can you not see what a battle is coming? Are you ready to join in with God's part and with the angels of heaven? Selected Messages 3, page 411. Evil angels in the form of men will talk with those who know the truth. That's you and me. They will misinterpret and misconstrue the statements of the messengers of God. Have Seventh-day Adventists forgotten the warning given in the sixth chapter of Ephesians? We are engaged in a warfare against the host of darkness. Unless we follow our leader closely, Satan will obtain the victory over us. And here is another astonishing fact. Devils in human form will even become workers in our denomination and will speak in our meetings. We will be able to identify such because they will urge our people to disbelieve our historic message. Now where do I find this amazing counsel? I am reading from Mind, Character, and Personality, Book 2, page 504. Quote, Evil angels in the form of believers will work in our ranks to bring in a strong spirit of unbelief. Let not even this discourage you, but bring a true heart to help of the Lord against the powers of satanic agencies. These powers of evil will assemble in our meetings, not to receive a blessing, but to counterwork the influence of the Spirit of God." Unquote. But there is even more. The dead will apparently appear, for the devils will personate departed saints and sinners. Evangelism, page 604. It is not difficult for the evil angels to represent both saints and sinners who have died and make these representations visible to human eyes. These manifestations will be more frequent and developments of a more startling character will appear as we near the close of time." Unquote. The devils will attempt to persuade Adventists to accept dangerous heresies and, sorry to say, will be successful. For in the story of redemption, page 398, are these words. Notice, many, many will be confronted by the spirits of devils personating beloved relatives or friends 
and declaring the most dangerous heresies. These visitants will appear to our tenderest sympathies and will work miracles to sustain their pretensions." Unquote. And then from the Upward Look, page 317, the forms of the dead will appear, though the cunning through the cunning device of Satan, and many will link up with the one who loveth and maketh a lie. How sad. Then she continues, I warn our people that right among us some will turn away from the faith and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, and by them the truth will be evil spoken of. A marvelous work will take place. And notice who's going to do this. Those who are highly educated, I'm quoting now, ministers, lawyers, doctors, who have permitted the falsehoods to overmaster their spirit of discernment, will be themselves deceivers, united with the deceived. A spiritual drunkenness will take possession of them." Unquote. Now in all of this, Satan promises a millennium of happiness. Papists, Protestants, and whirlings worldlings will alike accept the form of godliness without the power and they will see in this union a grand movement for the conversion of the world and the ushering in of the long expected millennium and friend this is just around the corner already we hear much of the excitement of what is to happen in just a couple of years in the millennium yet at the same time, Satan is bringing a terrible time to the people on this earth. For I read in Great Controversy, page 589, While appearing to the children of men as a great physician, who can heal all their maladies, he will bring disease and disaster until populous cities are reduced to ruin and desolation. What a picture! Can you sense what's coming? Today we hear already of many kinds of infections and diseases for which the medical science is unable to provide any remedy. Finally, Satan will appear on earth as if Christ has returned, and he will declare that the law of God is void. Testimonies to Ministers, page 62. In this age, Antichrist will appear as the true Christ, and then the law of God will be fully made void in the nations of the world. And I add, by the new world order. Reading on, rebellion against God's holy law will be fully ripe, but the true leader of all this rebellion is Satan clothed as an angel of light. Men will be deceived and will exalt him to the place of God and deify him. But omnipotence will interpose and to the apostate churches that unite in the exaltation of Satan, 
the sentence will go forth. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Revelation 18, verse 8. From the last day events, page 164, we read, Satan proclaims himself Christ, and he is believed to be Christ, a beautiful, majestic being, clothed with majesty and with soft voice and pleasant words, will glo with glory unsurpassed by anything that mortal eyes has yet beheld. Then he de his deceived, deluded followers will set up a shout of victory. Christ has come the second time. Christ has come. He has lifted up his hands just as Christ did when he was upon the earth and blessed us. And then these words. The saints look on with amazement. Will they also be deceived? Will they worship Satan? Angels of God are about them. A clear, firm, musical voice is heard. Look up. There was one object before the praying ones, the final and eternal salvation of their souls. This object was before them constantly, that immortal life was promised to those who endure to the end. Oh, how earnest and fervent had been their desires. Judgment and eternity were in view. Their eyes by faith were fixed on the blazing throne before which the white-robed ones were to stand. This restrained them from the indulgence of sin. Oh, what a battle is coming. Can you feel it? One effort more. Notice. Then Satan's last device is employed. He bears the, he hears the unceasing cry for Christ to come, for Christ to deliver them. This last strategy is to personate Christ and make them think that their prayers are answered, unquote. You know, friend, words cannot describe the temptations facing the saints as Satan and his angels attempt to deceive them. I read in volume 3, page 16 of the Testimonies, quote, It is impossible to give any idea of the experience of the people of God who shall be alive upon the earth when the celestial glory and the repetition of persecutions of the past are blended. They will walk in the light proceeding from the throne of God. By means of the angels, there will be constant communication between heaven and earth. Oh, praise God, he's found a way. And Satan, surrounded by evil angels and claiming to be God, will work miracles of all kinds to deceive, if possible, the very elect. God's people will not find their safety in working miracles, for Satan will counterfeit the miracles that will be wrought. God's tried and tested people will find their power 
in the signs spoken of in Exodus 31, 12 to 18. They are to take their stand on the living word. It is written. This is the only foundation upon which they can stand securely. As the second coming of Christ is to take place, Satan will personate Jesus. Bible Commentary 5, page 1105. At the second appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ draws near. Satanic agencies are moved from beneath. Satan will not only appear as a human being, but he will personate Jesus Christ. And the world that has rejected the truth will receive him as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Disguised as Christ, yet his true character will be revealed." Unquote. How will we know? He will lead the people from obedience to God's law. Oh, how we should delight today in the law of God. Yet today, some of our preachers and many of our people would prefer silence about the law of God and hesitate even to use the word obedience. This is nothing but the working of Satan. Fundamentals of Christian Education, page 471. Disguised as an angel of light, he will walk the earth as a wonder worker. In beautiful language, he will present lofty sentiments. Good words will be spoken by him and good deeds performed. Christ will be personified. But on one point, there will be a marked distinction. Satan will turn the people from the law of God, unquote. And then in Maranatha, page 205, as the Lord of the first day of the week, he will present this spurious Sabbath as a test of loyalty to him, unquote. It is now that Satan will perform actual miracles. I'm reading page 698 from volume 5 of the Testimonies. So far as his power extends, Satan will perform actual miracles. Says the scripture, and again I must add, how we should thank God for this clear, simple truth of the spirit of prophecy. Back to this quotation. He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do, not merely those which he pretends to do. Something more than mere imposture is brought to view in this scripture, but there is a limit upon which Satan can go. And here he calls deception to his aid and counterfeits the work which he has not power actually to perform. In the last days, he will appear in such a manner as to make men believe him to be Christ, who has come the second time into the world. He will indeed transform himself into an angel of light. But while he will bear the appearance of Christ in every particular, so far as mere appearance goes, 
it will deceive none but those who, like Pharaoh, are seeking to resist the truth. And friend, you and I will not escape. For in Bible Commentary 7, page 911, the time is coming when Satan will work miracles right in your sight, claiming that he is Christ. And if your feet are not firmly established on the truth of God, then you will be led away from your foundation. In the book Medical Ministry, page 87, I read, He will cause fire to come down from heaven in the sight of men to prove that he is God. We must stand barricaded by the truths of the Bible. The canopy of the truth is the only canopy under which we can stand safely, unquote. And you know what? Satan will carry on this work to the very end. But praise God, the faithful will bear the test. Bible Commentary 6, page 1106. Satan is determined to keep up the warfare to the end. Coming as an angel of light, claiming to be the Christ, he will deceive the world. But his triumph will be short. No storm or tempest can move those whose feet are planted on the principles of eternal truth. They will be able to stand in that time of almost universal apostasy, unquote. And so in summary, when the substitution of the false for the true shall become universal, it will then be time for God to act. Bible Commentary 7, page 980. The substitution of the laws of men for the laws of God, the exaltation by merely human authority of Sunday in place of the Bible Sabbath is the last act in the drama. When this substitution becomes universal, God will reveal himself. He will arise in his majesty to shake terribly the earth." Unquote. And finally, what has made this final rejection of God's commandments possible? Don't forget, remember, it all started with the great false revival which I believe is now beginning to take place before our eyes. And it will lead to a worldwide Sunday-keeping worship of the Antichrist. Will you join me in this petition? Oh God, we can never stand up to the coming final test without thy divine help. Please, God, implant now thy word within our hearts so that we will never forget thy law and thy testimony. Like the fragrance of flowers, like the soft summer shower, 
Like a cloud that is rifted, like a burden that's lifted, is the peace that my Savior has given. Like a rest after sorrow, like a jubilant morrow, is the peace. As high as a mountain and deep. 